bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. And welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I am Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. And this is our special midterm episode. It's all dumb gay midterms, all the dumb Dumb gay day. Dumb gay midterms. Because the midterm elections are finally fucking here, girl. Finally. Finally. That's right. (laughs) It's election. It's, mm, no, I'm not going to say it. It's election day, Tuesday, November 6th, and we've been waiting for this day since Tuesday, November 8th, 2016. Everybody needs to go out and vote, and everyone needs to vote Democrat. Let me say it one more time. (laughs) Everyone needs to vote Democrat across the board. Go down the runway like you are Joe Biden realness. Get to the polls. Pull (laughs) your Democrat pull lever or button or pencil it in. Because this is the only way we're going to see any kind of change. You can resist all you motherfucking want. I don't give a fuck. I don't. If you put hashtag resist and don't vote, or you go and you're like hashtag me too. You always say that, but uh, but I don't know how will you know they didn't vote. Well, you'll, you'll maybe feel it. I won't know, <laughs> but um, I'll know in my heart because I'll know that. Because you'll know. You'll just know. I mean, I won't know, but I'll know. Dumb fuck women's march and be like, bitch, you didn't even vote. (laughs) Well, you know, it'll be like a conversation of. Or somebody will be like, well, I'm an independent and I voted for Ted Mertz and whatever in Georgia (laughs) because I'm a libertarian. And I'll be like, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And right now. Oh, well, that person is at least voting. Oh, but you're saying. I don't care if you oh, vote. I I'm not asking you to just vote. Oh, okay, I'm saying you need to vote Democrat. Yes. If you vote Libertarian, Green Party, Pooh Party, Duda Queen Party, Wall Party, Butthole Party, Butt Pirate Party, you are dead to me. I need one of those stands now that we've been talking about because I like oh, yeah. need a stand I forgot tonight. that I was going to Google that and <laughs> yeah, try and Google buy some. Stand. Like a music stand for the table. Um. Yes, you've been saying the Democrat spiel, and I want you. I want you to know that Julie Lang, she's a super um, Patreon boo. She said she voted early, and she did exactly what Meow Meow said. <laughs> Democrat down the line, but Democrat good down Jules, the line. Good Jules, good Jules. So before we get to our midterm special, we got some pictures and letters from our Patreon friends. Uh-huh. November, as you know, Meow Meow's Gratitude Month at Dumb Gay Politics. So we want to celebrate all of our listeners on our bulletin board. (laughs) So if you haven't yet sent us a picture, our mailbox is 321 North Pass Ave, number 219, Burbank, California, 91505. Uh You don't have to be a Patreon member to get on the bulletin board and be celebrated on the show. But the following girls are. (laughs) Okay, so here's this one. Okay. Uh, oh, th- now this is a special, special. This came, I really like this because this is actually a postcard picture. I so, want a- to ask her how she um, 
how she made this postcard picture. Is this Dana Lundy? This is Dana Lundy. Yeah. Dana, how did you did you print this at CVS or what'd you do? Because it's on postcard oh, paper it's, and it's pic collage. So the picture is from pic collage, which is an app. Yeah, she just yeah, but then she printed it somewhere. The simple Oh, well, there you go. Dana, don't even get in touch with me now. <laughs> it's the simple. So we're going to have to look up the simple postcard.com, right? So Dana, yes. I, you just yes. text your picture to it. Oh, it's a genius. We're doing, and then you probably write oh the postcard. Oh my God. Everyone do that. Simple postcard. Oh, Dana's like, these bitches want to tell my shit and everybody's going to copy me. You can go to simplepostcard.com, text them your photo. That is awesome. Write us a message on it and it will come right here. She's so cute. Yeah. She put us, she put her bunnies, which Julie, of course, ovaries exploded. She wants to have bunny babies of her own. I and do. she And she's like, bunnies. <laughs> I said, those are bunnies. <laughs> and their, na- are bunnies, their names Brandy. are like Samson and Delilah or something. But read her letter because it's, or her little note because I love her note to death. Okay, it says, this thirsty photo is one of the only ones I have of just me. My husband is in, like, every photo with me. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so he doesn't get to be on your bulletin board. The life ruiners, as Brandy taught me to call them, at the bottom are Lucy and Melville, and they do listen to the podcast. (laughs) Sexo, Dana Lundy. So Lucy and Melville get to be on the bulletin board, and the husband does not. And that is not a thirsty photo. It's an adorbs photo. And what is it called, Meow Meow? Simplepostcard.com? It's called uh, thesimplepostcard.com. Text your photo to 251-265-2848. And we're not even getting paid for that. Oh, but we will be doing it. Dana, like, how dare you do your life so well? She must be a very successful person. She she must be. I bet you she's a great problem solver. She does look very clean. Okay, so now here's this. I think this is from... Le Gabby Jones. Okay. Also a Patreon. Oh, ah, yeah, ah, yes. This is also a very adorable picture inside. Yes. All right. So we're going to put this here. Yep. Um, She's so cute. Love her. It says, um, Brandy. On the the front, it says, thank you, and a marker. She wrote herself with a heart. I always do that heart myself. You do, and I, (laughs) this could actually be your handwriting. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I would, if this was handed to me, I'd go, oh, Brandy sent me a thank you card. Oh, that's, and P.S., I love the name Gabby. Oh, that's cute. It's my cousin's name. Brandy and Julie. First off, let me apologize for the DIY card. I failed art in both high school and college, but I stole this from my mom and there weren't many options. Second, you'll find a set or two, uh, a set of two Corona Light, your fave gummies. I love that she knew that. I forgot when we read it that she said that. I stole these from work. Not a klepto. I just worked for Corona Light in PR and they never gave me anything for free. It was the worst slash most boring job but they laid me off four weeks ago so they can go to hell thank you from the bottom of my heart for keeping me so entertained during my time at that hell hole and now during my fun uh during my unemployment i think it says fun employment exactly it probably does fun uh, okay. employment, baby you make me lol to the point where randos on the bus think i'm insane but deaf you two are the shit and i hope i can um help get you to chicago asap please enjoy the gummies an attached photo my mom yelled at me for sending my pic Two internet strangers, that's what you get when you're unemployed, um, <laughs> poor, and won't buy your own printer, XOXO Gabby Jones. Oh, yeah, because you know you probably, you cashed your mom's printer ink. Don't bend that pic, ma'am, ma'am. Let right. me see, did she write her name on the back, or do I yes, need to? Yes, it says Gabby Jones. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Gabby, your pic's adorb. That letter's great, the homemade card. And P.S., we also have been loving Corona Light, which we put a lemon in. Yes. Which we learned sort of through, like, 
necessity because sometimes you go places and they'll have Corona and not Crotolite and bitches be on a diet. Okay. <laughs> so we go, I mean, they have, yeah. So we'll be like, we'll take a Coors Light and you can go ahead and bring the lime or the lemon yeah. and we'll pretend it's again. You know what? It's just like it, isn't it? It is just like it. And you know, your trick of putting a lemon in any beer, any beer is really the way to go. You, you can get the nastiest beer down and please believe um, these two girls have been drinking non-alcoholic, but don't tell anyone. And um, we put a lemon in it. We just do it. And we oh, yeah. can't even it's tell. It's Corona Black or something, right? So now, like, I think my Corona Zero. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. And like Heineken Zero. I don't know. It's but like, yeah, I'm totally drinking this beer, bruh. Yeah. Yeah, bruh. Totes. That's how bad it's gotten. Not but, you, but you know what, Gabby? We're saying fuck Corona Light, aren't we, Mamiel? Fuck Corona Light and it's butt cunt. Yeah, don't you make Gabby bored at work. Don't and make Gabby her, bored at work. Then send her off with Who are you, little, Corona? Little notice and don't give her anything. You All you are are products. That's all you are. You are just a product and you don't give Gabby a, a pro, a something for fun for her to take home? They're so overpriced. Mm. I got Julie a, like, I swear to God, a $200 cooler, stainless steel Corona cooler, and it is very sweet. I do love it. But that said... Corona's expensive, and those gummies are probably mm, so baller. Probably. I mean, okay, also, so okay. here is... Hi, Brandy and Julie. Enclosed is my picture for the board in the drug den. It is me. <laughs> oh, it is me at Burning Man. Although I wanted to have my husband help me recreate the MJ pose that hooked Tommy so Brandy would be impressed by my lack of body shame, I had to send this one because you answered my three questions in the Epic Tiny Dancer episode. I Patreon, saw, Patreon episode. Right. I saw Julie show in Bend, Oregon with my husband and one of my three non-rapey sons. We had a ball and Julie was a delight to meet. See, I can be nice to men, everyone. <laughs> Don't we, worry. We aren't sure that you met the three sons. I must have met one of the non-rapes. Okay. I mean, I think I remember that. Well, you are a delight to meet. Well... It's a lie. I listen to several podcasts, but this is the only one I am a Patreon member for. I've been off Facebook for a while for all the reasons you have so eligently laid out. I can't give up the thirstogram or I won't know <laughs> or I won't know who my three non-rapey sons are dating, how much drugs and alcohol they're doing, or how their dogs and cats are. I would also have nowhere to annoy anyone with constant pictures of my menagerie of animals. I lost my most beloved funny dear friend to breast cancer about three years ago. She was a writer and artist and had the same sense of humor and point of view. She can never be replaced, but listening to you two and interacting with my fellow 13 listeners on Patreon fills a little of that void. Thank you and keep it up. Jennifer Steppett, Patreon member from Bend, Oregon. P.S. Fuck Janelle and fuck Jesse. <laughs> fuck Jesse. Um, uh, that brought it, brings a tear to the eye. That is so funny. I'm sorry you lost oh, your yeah. friend, Jennifer. Yeah, that and um, sucks. thank you for the photo. It's gorgeous. We love you. We love, we, we don't normally, um, you know, take time to read the letters, but it's gratitude month. And I mean, we've had some really, really funny, funny letters that we haven't read. And, yeah. Um, the top of the pops Ooh. being Ashley Ryder, but we were, it's, it's, um, and there's been so many funny ones, not just Ashley, but, uh, we loved all three of these and we got a, um, we did get a sad, um, very touching and very, very, very beautiful, mm. uh, mm. letter from and mm. picture from Haley Hathaway. And we're going to read that and talk about it next week. Um, it's just, we just need time. We need a week with that. <laughs> we need time. I mean, um, it's you, ugh. but, but you know, mm. so, the last thing is that we got a package from Knock Knock. Mm-hmm. We think we might have gotten two. I don't know. <laughs> but basically, Knock Knock sent us. It was just in time for the election day. Yes. We got We Miss You, Barack Obama. Yes. At this point, we got another booklet of these postcards that say We Miss You, Barack Obama. Yeah. And it's a whole grouping of them. 
I'm wondering, does Knock Knock not know they sent those to us before? I'm not sure, but let me see those stickers and I'll read what they are. Okay. And then it was a bunch of stickers that we've taken and we've taken to vandalism. We've taken to vandalism, Knock Knock, just so you know, <laughs> they are everywhere. And I wanted to let Jennifer know, we never really asked or expected anyone to give up the thirstogram. It's kind of the <laughs> compromise. There's been a little bit of confusion oh, that's over right. there on Dick that's Book right. about why we're still on thirstogram as if we didn't know Mark Zuckerberg owned both. I can let um, all the douche lords know. We're well aware. Well, well aware. I love <laughs> the phrase douche lord. Okay, it's my it's, favorite new thing. It's on and popping, and we are taking it and taking it. Julie's... Um, Julie's um, eating Laura's fireballs as we I do. know. I got to go inhale my Vic, Vicks vapor rub because I, <laughs> oh, my, my. You're going to start yawning? Well, Knock Knock sent us these, these packets of stickers and they wanted us to like disperse them around, which we did. We sent them, they, we brought them to. We've dropped them off places. Yes, we've dropped them. We sure did. We've stuck and them around like we're, you know, right. a street artists. And they're basically like, wake up and vote, know your rights, use your voice, love your neighbors, arm yourself, kind of the deal. Colorful, cute stickers that you can put on, whatever. And just be like, yeah, look at me. Like, I'm smart. I'm woke. I'm woke. Okay, I'm woke. Exactly. And we really appreciate that you sent them and that you listen and that you thought of us. And anytime you want to send us anything. We don't know who is sending anything, these from Knock Knock. But we love it. I love those Obama postcards. Yeah. We got another book of them. And it's on and... Anytime you want to send us stuff, we'll talk about it. So just, you know, feel free. We, we're like, we don't know if it's the publicist listens or who, but but we love, um, we urge you guys check out Knock Knock. They have so many cute things, mugs and so many cute so things. So much great stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, now it's finally time to get to our midterm election day special. Here we are sitting on the verge of the most important election day in the history of humanity. The paradigm shift is happening right now. We are all sitting here at the brink and to finally be able to make a change in the world as we know it. We have the power in our vote to really make a difference. We all have a voice and the ability to transform our life and revolutionize a change that needs to take place. So join the Nappy Roots on Election Day. The bad, another chance to bring it back. Republican or Democrat, the choice is yours and face to face. It doesn't matter, white or black, it's time to change the way we act. Cause in the end, when right or wrong, the president is fucking whack. There I said it, I know I ain't the only one, but I'll admit it. Never roosting up and done. What y'all thinking later on, you can thank them. But right now, y'all can just smoke your weed and keep on drinking. We got this here. Election year. Let's try to make the difference. Use our voice so loud and clear. I'm sick and tired of fear and elevated threats and terror. See, I ain't never scared. The system had the syntax error. Let's fix the glitch. It's time for us to make the switch. Do what you wish. Boom, but don't complain and bitch. We got the power. It's now we're never better use it. Cause if we don't, we can't probably just abuse it. Election day. Pass the collection plate. Who will it be? Shield or supersede? Election day. Pass the collection plate. Who will it be? Shield or supersede? Well, hopefully everyone listening has done their civic doo-doo queen and voted already. But the problem is we won't know if we should all go Mad Max on Washington until later this week when the results come in. Right. So today for our special midterm election day episode, mm-hmm. we're going to play some campaign ads and speeches from a few of the interesting midterm races. Mm-hmm. Just in case any of our 14 (laughs) listeners are feeling too apathetic, too frustrated, or just plain too tired to go out and vote today. 
Okay, so first up is the Georgia governor's race. Now, there are 36 states electing new governors today. Currently, 26 of those seats are held by Republicans. Nine are held by Democrats, and one is an independent. That seems crazy, doesn't it? That does seem crazy. 26 is, to nine? How is it 26 to nine? That's absurd. Ugh. Bugs me. Well, hopefully there's going to be that blue flush that's going to happen, and it's going to take care of this problem, but I don't know. Now there might not be a chance for us to take back the Senate, but we want to flip the fucking script on the governor situation. Yeah, that's absurd, that number. It Come is absolutely on. Absurd. And as Meow Meow likes to say, governors are basically the presidents <laughs> of their state. Mm-hmm. So not only do they set the tone for Washington, and if a state comes together and elects a Democrat, that's a sign of progress, mm-hmm. especially within the Trump-induced culture war that's currently happening. Oh, and not only that, governors are responsible for redistricting. So if Jerry is going to mander... Okay, if Jerry's going to mander, we need Jerry to be a motherfucking Democrat like Stacey Abrams. If Stacey Abrams is elected, she will be the first black female governor in the history of America. America. That's right, Stacey. Get to gerrymandering, bitch. (laughs) So Stacey Abrams is running against the current secretary of state in Georgia, Brian Kemp. Okay, and here we go. This guy is a major douche lord. (laughs) Now we're back with douche lord. We played his disgusting campaign ad on the podcast a few months ago. You guys probably remember, and you'll remember when you hear it because it's absolutely (laughs) horrifying. No matter how many times we hear it, though, it never gets less horrifying or appalling. And since Election Day is today, we need to play it for you again right now. I um, can never get enough of this particular ad. So let's just make sure. This is the biggest... Uh, most watched race for governor in the country. And the tightest. And, and this guy. Oh, yeah. And the, the tightest. And this this is this guy's ad. Don't okay. Think, do not think this is an ad from some podunk fake person. This, this is, is not a, a sketch. Yeah, this is real. This isn't a skit. Okay? <laughs> this isn't a skit. This is a real ad. Here it comes. I'm Brian Kemp. I'm so conservative. I blow up government spending. I own guns. That no one's taking away. My chainsaw's ready to rip up some regulations. I got a big truck. Just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. Yep, I just said that. I'm Brian Kemp. If you want a politically incorrect conservative, that's me. So he acts so confident, and I'm politically correct, so I don't care, but... CNN and MSNBC have asked him on their big Sunday shows and on their nightly shows like every single weekend for the last month. And he has said no every single time. Like, where is all this bravado when he's why doesn't he want to go on the shows? I don't understand why he doesn't want to go on. He's literally said no to every show. Meet the press, State of the Union. Yes. We watch when especially on Sunday when we're watching Stacey Abrams was on all the shows. She was like, this was her big day to go yes. on. And you would think her opponent, her big, bad, white opponent, would want to go on and tell her a what for, two things, and, oh, and they weren't whiddle doodle They weren't even going to have them debate. He was going to sit there, a, and yeah. he could sit there and talk about how he's politically incorrect and right. not going to apologize for right, it. Right. It's like, why don't you go not apologize <laughs> then? Or why don't you tell everyone what your fucking plan is for the state of Georgia, you right. dick? But I, no. I don't and, have a plan. That's why I'm politically in- incorrect. I mean, I want to, God, stick it in also, his mouth. Also, I have a chainsaw that's going to rip up regulations. Like, do you think that some people are watching that being like, he's going to take the chainsaw and he's going to rip up regulations with the chainsaw. Yeah. Like, is so. What the fuck? So, and then Trump, this, <sighs> talk about a douche lord. 
He said in a rally, okay, this is like fucking probably last night, okay. that Stacey Abrams isn't qualified. <laughs> and this is a quote. She isn't qualified to run Georgia. This from a man <laughs> who is the least qualified president we've ever had in history. She is actually, in fact, not only is she qualified to run Georgia, she's in fact more qualified to be president than yes, him. Yes, she is. Does she he is. have, does he not, when he's saying these things, there's just not no shame bone or there's no. No, there is no shame bone. There is no shame on the bone. There's I mean, none. He, he thinks he can just get away with it. But it's like, and does he'll he then not go, see that he has zero qualifications for his job? Oh, he has qualifications. He's, he's in real estate. He's had a successful TV show. He knows how to make money. He knows he'll be able to spin She's a tax anything. attorney. Doesn't matter. Tax attorneys don't run the country. Tax attorneys aren't leaders. Tax attorneys do taxes. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, that's how he'd spin it. I know. Of course. I just was like, that's rich coming from oh, this tool. She, not only is she a tax attorney, she's worked in as a, a state representative. She's the head of the Democratic group of Georgia. She's yeah, worked she's, in community. She's, I mean, she's, the, she's the lead Democrat in the House of Representatives in Georgia, the Georgia House of Representatives. He also tweeted, by the way, there's another quote. If mm-hmm. she's elected, oh. she will ruin the state. I mean, and also from someone ruining the country. Exactly. I just like also things like there's just because of checks and balances, because of the way government works, Mm -hmm. it's kind of impossible for anyone to technically ruin anything. There's a checks and balances in place. You and you learn that in poli sci. So he's just such an asshole and he's so exhausting. Let's play a clip from her. Now, Meow Meow pulled all these all these clips and ads. Um this is from State of the Union with Jake Tapper. Okay, that's where right. She, where we basically learned she's a tax attorney and also uh, she's reacting to being called not qualified. Oh, okay. So. Uh, Leader Abrams, thanks for joining us. President Trump is going to be in Georgia campaigning for your opponent this afternoon. Here's what the president had to say about your candidacy earlier this week. She is not qualified to be the governor of Georgia. Not qualified. What's your response? He's wrong. Uh, As President Obama pointed out, I am the most qualified candidate running. If you look at both my academic background, my work history, I've been deputy city attorney. I was the Democratic leader for seven years. I've been successful as a businesswoman, as a writer, and as a tax attorney. I know what I'm talking about, and I have the plans to prove it. What do you make of his attacking you that way? I think that they can see the same numbers we are seeing. Early voting is up dramatically. We have a plan in place for a remarkable turnout on Election Day. We have folks knocking doors across the state of Georgia, and I think they're getting scared. And I think desperation tends to lead to you know, comments that aren't necessarily grounded in reality. You're running for Georgia governor, so I was curious about your reaction to something a former governor of Georgia said uh, last night. Take a listen to Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue at a campaign event for Republican Florida gubernatorial candidate Ron DeSantis. He's running against uh, Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum. Public policy matters. Leadership matters. And that's why this election is so cotton-picking important to the state of Florida. I hope you all don't mess it up. This election is so cotton-picking important to the state of Florida. Did you have any reaction to hearing that? I, I think that there is certainly a throwback element to the language that we're hearing coming out of the Republican Party that is unfortunately disparaging to communities. It may be unintentional, but it signals a deeper mis, 
information about what Andrew Gillum can accomplish, what I can accomplish, and what we're going to do is stand on our records and on our plans, and we're going to win these elections. It's the microaggressions, girl. It's I the micro-racism. It <clears throat> comes out. It's accidental. It's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's just tragic. I can't even. It's it's all over the place. And it's all Trump's fault. Sorry. It is all Trump's fault. I mean, yeah. the, it, the culture war is alive and well and oh, happening. We're in it. We are in shit it. like that. It's this whole attitude that guy, Sonny, whatever, about like, you better not mess this up. Right. Like, leadership is important. Black woman can't be a leader. Yeah. She just can't. We're going to fuck up this country. What are we doing here with women and gays (laughs) and blacks and stuff having things to say? They can't hold jobs. They can't be. They cannot for sure be my. They will not be my boss. Mm -mm. They will not be my boss. I wouldn't let her do my taxes. Uh -uh, Uh-uh. No. No, no, no. No woman's doing nothing with no taxes. Uh Uh-uh. Now, she is such a soothing angel from heaven. She is a soothing (laughs) So, of course, every celeb, every, every turnover, every rock and every celeb <laughs> needed to come out from under Turn it. Turn over <laughs> every rock. That's from Sound of Music, but it's really climb every mountain. <laughs> OK, well, yeah. Climb every mountain, turn over climb every rock. Climb every mountain. And here comes a celebrity to bug on Stacey Abrams nuts. Yes. And it's fine. It's Will Ferrell. It's Denzel Washington. It's Meryl Streep, who, uh-huh. you know, who, mm. responsible for the Streeps, also known as the Oscars. Uh-huh. And it's all good. It's all good until it's better than good until Jesus, her damn self, walks through the door. Well, what did you say earlier today? You said all of these people are great. And of course, even Meryl Streep is uh, beyond. But they are mere apostles. Yep. To the Jesus. And. To Jesus Winfrey. To Jesus. To Mrs. Jesus Winfrey. <laughs> exactly. And she came uh-huh. through. Oprah's voice is so soothing. Oh, now talk about Now that is a soothing angel. Oh, my God. Just even hearing it, the audio clip, I could picture her hands. Yes. I could picture her, glasses. Her, neck, her hand gestures. Yes. She just makes you feel safe. So play this clip now. Okay. And Mamma was so into it that she... She would recommend that you watch the whole thing. I really would suggest suggest just Google Oprah Winfrey, Stacey Abrams. It's like a 20 minute speech and it is oh well worth it. So I'm here today because Stacey Abrams cares about the things that matter. She cares about Medicaid expansion. She cares about keeping families together. She cares about environmental protection for our children so that so that they'll have clean water and won't be wearing oxygen masks 10 years from now she cares about common sense gun control she does take the guns from the people this is georgia we know people want to hunt in georgia but 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 since when have we lost common sense for common sense she wants common sense gun control she cares about affordable housing and she cares about criminal justice reform to protect our communities and creating jobs. So the reason I am a registered independent is because I believe that everybody should have the right to vote their values and vote your conscience regardless of the party. And I tell you, I have voted Republican and I have voted Democrat And each time I voted, I voted for the people who I felt represented my values. So Stacey Abrams' values 
are in alignment with the consciousness of which our democracy has been founded. The very foundation of our democracy is to think about other people, to live a life in service to others. To live a life of service to others. Oh, Oprah, how we've missed you. Now, she might be an independent, but now we know that Julie is insisting that no one vote that way this time. Right. And this is the perfect example Yes. Because old what's his fuck, the libertarian. Ted Mertz. So the candidate, he's the- Mets. Ca- Ted Mertz. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's the candidate on the ballot with no chance of winning. The motherfucker got like a thousand votes, um, like in the, whatever, in the primary. But he could throw the whole thing into a fucking runoff that literally lasts a month because of some arcane rule in Georgia. This is just a true fact. If one of the candidates being Stacey Abrams or Brian Kemp doesn't get 50% of the vote because this- asshole is going to get 900 votes or 200 or whatever it is. Yes, I don't even know. Or a thousand. Yes. Then it's going to make a runoff, but the runoff then has to last another 30 days. Ted Metz currently has 1.3% poll wise of the vote, is which it, would then. Is it Mertz or Metz? God damn it. I keep saying Mertz. Uh, well, like I like, Ethel Mertz. You said Metz, but I like it's Mertz. Metz. Okay. Well, I like Mertz. Let's call him Ted Mertz because that's what he deserves. Yeah, and I mean he does. And he's stealing 1.3% of the vote, which could go to Stacey Abrams, which would help her win. He's a one-eared fucking little piece of shit, (laughs) cunt twat. And I'm sick of his shit, and he needs to go away, come back another day, come back with your third party, with your selfish libertarian party. Sorry to our friends. Sorry to Chase Oliver. Hey, you know what? Ted Mertz is no Chase Oliver, who was our libertarian listener that took us to libertarian skew. Right. And he ran for Georgia Congress last year, and I tried to find out what happened. Chase, send us, shoot us a message. Um, he was great. And you know what? People are hungry for a third voice yes. and a third party. But like, this is exactly the reason why you, they turn into a bunch of dicks. It's yes. Like, come on. Dude. And now is the time. No, nope. now is not the time. Is, you're really throwing salt in the game, son. Like you're being immature. <laughs> you're being a bitch. You're being a baby. Yeah. You're being a fucking asshole. Stop Matt, it. You're being glib, Matt. You're, you're being, being glib, Matt. You're being glib, Matt. You are being glib. Matt, re- Matt, 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 Ugh. Matt. You're being glib. It really pisses me off. Okay, so... Um, okay, so continuing on, let's just keep it pushing with the important governor's governor races. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's governor's governor. I don't know. Don't care. There's another super interesting and super close one because that other one is we talked about with Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams. Very close. This one's happening in Florida, okay? The Republican nominee is a Trumpian tool of the highest order. <laughs> right off the bat, we're going to play you guys' campaign ad to show you what a fucking GOP puppet this asshole is. So his name's Ron DeSantis. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump. He's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads the stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America He's teaching Madison to talk. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. So much more. Big league. So good. I just thought you should know. Ron DeSantis for governor. There's like a baby, a newborn baby in a crib with a onesie that says "Make America Great mm-hmm. Again." Like they, what? And should, they build a wall with fake bricks. Why not just do an ad with you with Trump's dick in your mouth, Ron? <laughs> yeah, big. Oh, smally. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, to me, that's what I saw there. He's like, I have 
children. Right. I'm not a molester. Right. And my husband Ron loves sucking Trump cock. <laughs> I like Ew. to sit back and watch from the other room, cause I'm just happy I don't have to suck Ron's cock exactly. tonight. Exactly, everyone Ugh, is. I'm so sick of sucking that cock. I can't wait till my girlfriend Marie comes over. <laughs> We're going to get drunk in the other room with Pino, and we're going to build our own wall with our pushes. <laughs> with their son's Legos? We're going to build We're gonna build our own wall with our son's Legos inside our pushes. <laughs> Everything she said was like a sexual innuendo. Everything. Well, even the beginning of the thing was like, my husband Ron loves Trump, or whatever. She <laughs> loves to teach our kids reading. Ooh, I love watching them teach my son to read. Read about pushes. <laughs> it's one of the most obnoxious. I mean, your ad, I would vote for him, quite frankly, compared to his. I can't deal. And I even like seeing babies in onesies. Yeah, that but usually I mean, gets me. That is just like so scary and gross to watch someone have a cute baby who's innocent and knows nothing but love and 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 trust and vulnerability and all they're going to do is turn it gross and hateful and evil exactly. and disgusting. Or one child's like those liberals and you're like right. shut up tool. I hate Democrats, mommy. <laughs> Them stupid libtards. <laughs> so that's why I'm going to be with my friend Marie. <laughs> hi, hello? Oh, hi, Marie. Ron's out with my son building a wall. You want to come over and build a pushy wall? Uh, yeah, with my son's Legos. <laughs> so Ron DeSantis' Democratic opponent's name is Andrew Gillum, okay? Andrew Gillum is the current mayor of Tallahassee, and he is the Florida Democrat Democratic Party's first black nominee for governor ever, mm-hmm. okay? Ever. So... I mean, which is crazy that that's the first. Now, he's fucking awesome. Unfortunately, a lot of the conversation has been focused around the quote unquote accidental racist comments made by Ron DeSantis and the ridiculous fucking campaign contributions that Gillum supposedly didn't claim. And all that bullshit is distracted from the fucking awesomeness of this guy. I pulled three minutes from his last speech, but I urge you guys to listen to the whole thing because it, it's it's candidates like this that are going to help us win the culture war that Trump started. And I do have to say it was very inspiring. And he was, um, I don't know, he's got it. You know what I mean? He's got that yeah. thing. He's got it. Yeah. Here he and is. it's been overshadowed, like uh, you said. Yes. I want a chance to get to Tallahassee as your next governor so that we can work to pay teachers what they are worth for doing the most difficult job that exists in society. We're talking about teachers who I have to admit I would not be standing before you, not as the mayor of Tallahassee, Florida, and certainly not as the Democratic nominee for governor of the state of Florida, were it not for those teachers. I want a chance to be a governor who will go to Tallahassee and will actually believe in science. It's, it's, it's more than a notion, right? Because we've become so used under Red Tide Rick of denying the science, the fact that global warming and climate change is a real thing. When you live in the state of Florida and you're surrounded by water on three sides, you better believe it's a real thing because it has a direct impact on the future of this state. I want a chance. I want a chance to go to Tallahassee and achieve real criminal justice reform here in the state of Florida. Not, not only, not only the kind of reform where once you have uh, paid your debt to society and you get out and you re-enter our communities 
in my opinion, you ought to have your right to vote. You ought to have your constitutional right to vote. But not just that, y'all. You also ought to be able to get out and have your right to work, your right to earn a decent wage, earn a living for yourselves and your family. And when we win this race, we're going to reform the criminal justice system in such a way that gives people lift and opportunity and makes our state a safer state in the process. Y'all, when we win this race for governor, you're going to have a governor who will work to expand Medicaid for over 800,000 of the most medically needy people in our state. I want that chance. It is not only important that we expand Medicaid for those who don't have access to insurance, it's important that we do it for those of us who do, who want to be able to see healthcare expanded, but also have some predictability around our insurance rates that are increasing year over year over year, largely because these folks are getting access to healthcare in our emergency rooms. We can do better than that, y'all, and when we win this race, we will do better than that. We will do better. Y'all, I want, I want a chance to go to Tallahassee and to take on the NRA and let them know. That's right. I want to let them know that their time of running Tallahassee has come to an end. I want them to know that the value of our children's lives are worth us standing up for them. No parent, no parent, no parent ought to have to send their kid to school worried about whether or not they will pick them up alive or in a body bag. No parent. No neighborhood deserves to be so ravaged by the violence and the everyday violence that pervades too many of our neighborhoods that you can't let your kids play outside. That is unacceptable. We can respect the Second Amendment and at the same time protect our families. That's right. I've never heard anyone so excited to get to Tallahassee. <laughs> Have you ever heard anyone? When I get to Tallahassee, y'all. <laughs> It is going to go crazy. He's like, I want to go to Tallahassee. Just let me get to Tallahassee. Listen, I'm like, I've never heard the words, I want to go to Tallahassee. I've just never if, heard it. No, it's like, God, you know, I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. Well, I want to go to Tallahassee. <laughs> Woo, I'm dying to go to Tallahassee. No songs have been written about Tallahassee, I'm quite sure. We should verify that. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. However, I like that he said he believes in science. He talked about the Second Amendment and how, but you need gun. I mean, he's he's just, he's got it all. He's got it. He's he got does. it. And it's uh, so unfortunate that the conversation has been overshadowed with bullshit, yeah. old racist bullshit, just slanderous shit, rude, insensitive, rude. accidental rude. comments, mm -hmm. all culminating in a fucking undercover FBI agent entrapping him by offering him Hamilton tickets. As if, like, literally, like, I don't even know what person on earth would deny good concert <laughs> tickets. A good tickets to a show are so hard to come by. I don't care, especially Hamilton is, like, the most sought-after ticket in town. Somebody offers you VIP great seats. It's like, oh, yeah, you don't even think twice. And it's like, suddenly he's like, they're all calling him a crook. And he's I'm like, thief. pipe the fuck on right. down. I mean, really. That's even racist. Yeah, that's it right. Is. That's right. It is. It no, I know. Is. Of course it's it is. It's like, that's the, that's the rhetoric here. That's the fucking... Right. What, that's going to be the dialogue that surrounds this, you bunch of assholes. As if somebody offering someone, and who knows, it's like, 
why is it considered thievery? Well, even if he took the tickets, who cares? Oh, they're like he somebody did. offered him free tickets. Yeah, we've all done it. Yes, I'd love that. Yo, you can't go to the show. I'd love to go. Of course, I'll go. Yeah. And without thinking, oh, he didn't put it in his ledger. He's not a a, a college athlete who took a hundred pairs of Nikes and a Lamborghini, and now he's a pro <laughs> sport, like you know, right. football player. Exactly. Give me a break. He took Hamilton tickets. It's so the dumb. whole thing is just. It's just, and then they want to use all of that crap to take away from the star that he is, and right. and this and and his entire, just his ownership over understanding what the fucking state needs. Sorry, I'm like, right, I'm too, exactly. I don't know why I'm so angry. I don't know why I care. It's like I'm invested. I don't want to have feelings. I don't want to be invested in this. I don't want to care about this election. So they rolled out the big guns for this culture war. Okay, oh, we saw it with Oprah, yes, yes. but with Andrew Gillum. They loaded the goddamn cannons and pulled up the drawbridge and one see in one single gangster move. And you know who the gangster was, ma'am? Oh, I know who it is. It was Barack the Rock <laughs> Obama. OK, so there's only there's only it's you know, he's the male Oprah and she's he the is, female Obama. Yeah, and it's like, what, exactly. they're like, what are we going to do? Stacey Abrams? God, Oprah, Oprah's busy. Who are we going to get? It's like, oh, you're going to get the rock, honey. Can you imagine if Barack Obama and Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> ran for president <laughs> and vice president like obama's like i'm just gonna make history and i'm gonna be vice president now. yeah like he'll, he would be vice president <laughs> yes, yes, she would course, be president of course uh, can a president run for vice president why michelle obama needs to go do it <gasps> what if oprah and michelle it's oprah obama oh my 2020. god <laughs> winfrey obama oh yeah winfrey oh, or like oprah, oprah. O- or oh oh yeah oh 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 two oh Two O. Yes. Wait. Is o that right? Squared. Oh my God! It's two, two O. Yeah. Two O. Oh yeah! That's so good. That's so good. Like 2020, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's Let's. two O. Hey everyone. Two and O. That's right. It's two O. Hello. It's two Oprah and it's Obama again. Woo! Oprah and Obama are coming to you. That was good. Two O. Mm. Mm, we really came up with that. Wow. The creative juices are flowing. We're gonna uh. we're gonna write another cheer song in here, <laughs> like the like the opening. Stand up, stand back, get ready for the two o back. <laughs> up, stand back, get ready for the two o back. Uh, uh, yeah, you could have been a cheer a cheer writer. That's not bad. It really isn't. Mm, thank you. I'm impressed. Um, so you found this clip. Yes. Was it hard for you to Was it hard for you to find which Obama clip to select? Out of his speech. Well, you know, it's with him. He's got so many sound bites and he's just constantly. But yes, it was hard. However, plus there's a you should also this speech you should go watch because he is swagging yeah, out. The swag, I mean, his he, I dick got Julie, 50 times bigger. Yeah, I said to Julie, like, I mean, um, wow. he is. Does he look like he's smoking again? And she's like, yes. And I was like, that's hot. Obviously, I, I mean, he's they're having lots of sex. Yes. And he's 100 percent smoking and playing basketball and relaxing <sighs> and reading and writing his book and drinking. Co- I mean, he's they are living their best life. Yes. He I've never seen. I mean, you can see it. You can see it on him. And she's about to just get five gazillion dro- dollars dropped right in her lap for her. book. Oh, yes. I mean, I, I, you I, I, you it's like watching. I mean. You'd think he was king. He's king. He's he's king. He, yes. You know what I mean? Here you go. But but here's the main point I want to make, Florida. If Republicans thought their tax cut for billionaires was popular, they'd be campaigning on it, right? You don't hear a peep out of them. 
This was their main legislative accomplishment in Congress. They have not mentioned it in a single ad. If Republicans thought their endless votes to sabotage or take away your health care was popular, that's what they'd be campaigning on. You don't hear a peep from them about that. I love that. Yeah. In fact, right at election time, suddenly Republicans are saying they're going to protect your pre-existing conditions when they've literally been doing the opposite. <laughs> that, that's some kind of goal. That's some kind of chutzpah. <laughs> Women's Let, pussies are exploding. Let's call it what it is. Exploding. It's a lie. It's a lie. They're, they're, they're lying to you. A former Republican congressman, David Jolly, just cast his vote. He voted for Andrew Gillum. He said, the reason simple is because I've served with Ron DeSantis. That should tell you something. Let me tell you, somebody who had served with me in my party, voted for the other guy, I'd feel bad. I don't imagine Congressman Jolly and, and Mayor Gillum agree on a lot, but, but maybe they, just like all of us, agree that there's some things bigger than politics. And that's, that's, that's on the ballot right now. What kind of politics do we want? Do we want a politics where people are yelling at each other and making lewd gestures in front of the children? I might. <laughs> can't do that in front of mamas <laughs> I love when he says you can't do that in front of mamas what's funny is that I'm literally looking at the pictures from the calendar of you with him <laughs> with your tongue out and you straddling Obama Jennifer Johnson thank you again the, a lot of those I pictures mean, are going on the bulletin board They're, they look so real and so lifelike I literally think I'm watching you having sex with Obama right now yeah I mean I, the wedding picture is like I'm like oh, oh my god that yeah. day what a wonderful day Beautiful. I feel like I had the day I I've don't never know. seen two people more in love <laughs> I mean Jennifer Johnson is I mean it's it's incredible what she did what a great birthday gift and I mean it's all going on the bulletin board it's just going to be Patreon members and pictures of me and Obama it looks so real now it he, looks so now real now he said that about Lou gestures and stuff because there was a heckler or something there was a heckler and a protester and we, they never turned the camera on him but there was clearly cursing and who knows what was going on and Obama had to stop him several times and um, he told him not to curse several times it was it's it's worth watching because he's and he just doesn't even care. He's like, it's all right. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good, sir. And at one point he goes, sir, if you don't believe what we believe, go ahead and go to another rally. Yeah, go to the rally of the go person to, you like. Go to, go to whoever you want. We don't want. We're good. We're yeah. good. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't. He just is. His sleeves are rolled up. He's not wearing a tie. Yeah. He's no. like, I got to get. Come on. Yeah, he's I gotta, like, it's still hot in Florida. I can't with you. I'm done with you. So our final governor's race before we're, we switch over and do um, the one interesting Senate race is the race for the governor of Colorado. OK, yeah. so our final final governor race. Okay. Um, now, I haven't heard much about this one on the news and we haven't talked about it on the podcast before today's midterm special. But if. This Democrat, Jared Polis, wins the Colorado governorship. He will be America's first openly gay governor, which is why we're talking about it now. Right. Okay. 
He's definitely gay, and he's a bit of a loose cannon, but I'm not mad at him. He's passionate and seems to be legitimately invested in the helping of the people of Colorado. So, let's hear this. I, I am so grateful. I am so grateful for my partner, Marlon, for Bianca's <laughs> incredible courage and the courage of all of our dreamers. And he loves for the strength and dignity of you, today's Democratic Party. Yeah, <laughs> for you, the today's we Democratic Party. That we are a party that looks like America mm-hmm. today <laughs> and tomorrow. <laughs> Look around you and see the diversity that is our strength. Together, we are Latino. We are black. We are Asian American. We are LGBTQ. We're gay. We are young. Strike a pose. We are old. We are veterans. We are disabled. Veterans Together, with the we are twigs. We are bears. Gays that are in the <laughs> I plan to use every moment of my remaining time in Congress Mm -hmm. to hold President Trump accountable for his attacks on our communities, our health care, our environment, and our democracy itself. You don't need a gay bitch mad at you, honey. No, you don't. (laughs) To join my friend, civil rights hero John Lewis, in casting my vote to impeach Donald Trump. I mean, he's not even even a gay... He's saying, I'm impeaching the motherfucker. I mean, he is... The wrong faggot to and fuck with. Governor, he sure is. Be ready and there's 800 stone people in that audience. That's right. Donald Trump. Like we're stoned you know and we're pissed Plain the fuck off. We ain't got no lips. Is it enough? Yeah. I'm running for uh, every face has been blown off. Blown off by the mountain wind. wind. Right. And it's up the to wind us chill ain't no joke up here. Oh, the skin is leathered and winded out. Right now in Colorado. My, my ears are just used to hearing gay speak, and it just feels barriers. comfy to me. Mm-hmm. Turning bold it's like ideas bitchy gay speak. Results for Colorado and he's families. covering it oh, yeah. with a layer of straight. He's giving you slightly straight. Yeah. When we had success, we shared that success. with the employees uh-huh. from the mailroom to the boardroom. And I've started public schools. From the back room to, to the glory hall. <laughs> That's and right. homeless youth. And I founded a nonprofit called Patriot Boot Camp to help our returning veterans, our heroes, learn how to start their own small businesses and fulfill their dreams. Should we pretend we're veterans? Yeah, we should. Of course, I'm most proud to be the father of a energetic three-year-old and six-year-old. He's like, I hate my kids. <laughs> I'm normal. State, I just wanted everyone to know I'm normal. All kinds of <laughs> and wonderful, I hate my kids. strong, <laughs> hate my kids. loving families. We have homes with mom and dad. We have grandparents raising their Grandkids. Mm. We have hardworking single parents. All different kinds of families. Oh, okay. And I would be honored to represent as the first openly gay governor in the history of the United States. Gay governor. Gay governor. Now that's a sitcom. That's right. That is a good sitcom. He's just a gay governor for you and me. It doesn't matter that he likes to suck the pee pee. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You know? He's, I like him. Um, Yep. He's, He's extremely wealthy, and he used a lot of his own money to fund his own campaign, um, which the Republicans love to, like, use against him. Here's what I particularly love. I mean, I just loved that. But that's my favorite clip I've heard so far. He's just just gay, and he's just doing it. He's like, we're diverse. We're everything. Impeach Trump. You need health care. He's 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 for helping. He really is. He really is. And you can tell. And the guy's rich. This guy's rich, and he has... 
he wants to use his money. He's one of those people. He's going to be like Newman, like from fucking like Paul Newman with the Newman's O's. Like people always oh, yeah. said, like mm-hmm. he couldn't give it away fast enough. He was giving the money away. And by trying to give the money away, it would make more and more money off giving the money away. Yeah. Because he was so generous. And this guy, he funded a ballot proposition with his own money mm, mm, to mm. end fracking in Colorado. Okay, this guy is rich. He doesn't need to live in an area where fracking occurs. He can pack up Madison and Madison 2, his three-year-old <laughs> and his six-year-old, and Marlon, his partner, and he can uh, move on to a different mansion down the road where fracking isn't occurring. Right. And he instead funds a ballot like to put a measure to put on the ballot to end fracking because he cares that the kids in Colorado aren't born with fucking three legs and shit. Right. And it's like... And the environment and everything. Yeah, he's he really does care. And the Republicans use it against him and it's fucking bullshit. His Republican opponent is Walker Stapleton. Walker Stapleton is another hypocritical Trumpian <laughs> puppet for the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. He villainizes Jared Polis for funding his own campaign and ballot measures when half the Republican Party That's does right. just that. That's so true. And the Colorado Republican Governors Association put out a campaign ad against Jared Polis saying that exact shit. Okay. Multi-millionaire Jared Polis got caught. For five years, though, before you entered Congress, you paid no federal income tax. Uh-oh and have used onshore and offshore Cayman Island accounts to avoid paying taxes. And I think that's, you know, completely appropriate. Jared Polis didn't pay income taxes, but he wants to raise yours. Higher income taxes, higher energy taxes, high taxes on everyone, except maybe Jared Polis. I want to find that voiceover artist and punch him in the fucking throat. (laughs) How fucking dare he make, like, nine times what we make in a year to do that one thing is smug little voiceover ass they always Uh make so much money jared polis didn't want to he wanted to take your money and eat your money and you know who else didn't want to pay taxes donald and donald trump jr (laughs) that's right and every fucking republican and apple and a thousand i mean I mean, Jared Kushner, another fucking Jared, (laughs) didn't want to. I mean, he literally did not pay one dollar in taxes. The guy sold a building on like Park Avenue for like three hundred fucking million dollars and did not pay one single dollar of income tax. And Trump's like, yeah, well, there's loopholes. That's what happens when you made real estate and capital gains and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, motherfucker sold a building for three hundred (laughs) million. That counts as income. Maybe Jared's don't like paying taxes. And you know what? Go fuck yourself. He's rich. That's the way the rich game works. Rich people have offshore accounts at the Cayman Island. I've seen in the Cayman Islands. I've seen the firm. Oh, we all yeah. know that's all in the Cayman Islands. That's, that's right. how you learn. Mm-hmm. We that's all right. want to get our account in the Cayman Islands. We do. That's when you know you've or made it. Or in Geneva. Yes. Another good one. That would be the shield. Ugh. So we're we're rooting for, for Jared Polis and his poll. We're rooting for Jared the Poll Polis, and we I are. wish that that was his campaign. You know what I mean? It, and you know what it Vote is. Vote for the poll in the polls. It's it's we're it's polling the, the poll. We're the, polling Polis. It's the unofficial poll campaign. Mm-hmm. It's along with two o two o. for Oprah and Michelle Obama. Step up, stand back. <laughs> it's two o two o Polis polls. Mm. So, <laughs> our last race uh, that we're gonna highlight in our special midterm election day episode is near and dear to our hearts. Okay. We discovered Beto O'Rourke fairly recently in our midterm research. Um, We played his interview with Bill Maher on on the podcast and like a few months ago or whatever. And you guys were very down. You were very down for the cause. 
Um, Jesse Guercio sent us rainbow Beto stickers Ugh. and Devin Brana sent us Beto shirts and tank tops that please believe Julie rocked on the fucking beach in Mexico and turned everywhere we went into a goddamn Beto rally. Like, oh, I mean, we couldn't step out the no. door without people being like, oh, you think he's going to win? Oh, yeah. it's Texas. And I'm, Julie's like, I think everyone now thinks I'm from Texas. Oh, I had had conversations with, with guys who were like, all right, well, I mean, you think he's going to win? And I'd be like, I don't I don't really know. I don't know. But I hope so. I hope he wins, obviously. And they were like, oh, all right. Well, good luck. I was like, well, I don't actually live in Texas. All right. right all right. Well, good luck. Yeah, they never they don't listen they didn't listen they don't listen but it was Bye-bye. even on the beaches of cabo and puerto Vallarta. it's like yep. people but one guy sitting next to us he's not anywhere near the cruise he's there with his wife he's yep. like from oklahoma i swear oh, god right. he had a cowboy hat on yep and i was like oh god and we had to get into it but it was great it was great i mean the guy has he's made a splash he's he has made, made a, a huge splash an enormous huge splash now, Beto O'Rourke is the Texas Democrat running for Senate against the most hated man in Washington, America's number one varmint rat pig fuck, Ted Cruz. Trump is beloved on Capitol Hill compared to Ted Cruz. Even Republicans hate Ted fucking Cruz. He's never even bothered campaigning in Texas before Beto hit the scene and gave him a run for his money, honey, literally. But now that he's forced to act like he cares, his dumb fuck slogan is, tough as texas and his campaign ads are as hideous and worthless as his slogan this grosses me out it's like from it's for the radio which i find ironic if you're gonna run in texas you can't be a liberal man because liberal thought is not the spirit of a lone star man you gotta be tough as texas and honest about your plans Gonna run in Texas, can't be a liberal man. Two step, two step, here we go. Really Take late. your lady do do Dip her down and dip her up. And hit it with a grin. Oh. I mean, this is a real song that they changed the words to. Uh, to the song is, if you want to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Oh. Oh. My mom's like, that's right, Brandy. I'm like, Mom, it's your fault. I know that. I'm Ted Cruz. <laughs> I mean, how gross. So the race is supposedly very close. Am I right? I think. Or am I yeah, talking it's out of super, 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 super close. So the fact that Beto has even given the guy a run for his money. And you said literally, and it is literally because it's literally a run for the money. Like they're yes, running for the that's money. That's right. So. I don't think personally that that Beto's going to win. Yeah. Um, but I'm what I'm looking forward to is that whether it be in 2020, because now we've already got the Oprah Obama ticket for mm-hmm. 2020 mm-hmm. or if it's in 2024, whatever it is, I'm looking for his eventual presidential run and his ultimate moding of Ted Cruz, because Ted Cruz only cared about being fucking yes, president. Right. So the fact like you might win, you might win the battle, Teddy but you won't win the war because Beto's going to fucking mow you and he's going to mow you at the top and you're going to have to walk around with your pointy nose and your pointy weird eyes and you're going to have to be bossed around. I'm telling you, he's just like, well, you know Harry Potter, but yeah, oh. he's, he's just like the rat in Harry Potter. He's He'll do anything to say anything, do anything, become anything, do what the leaders... If, if Beto O'Rourke, let's say, runs for president, Ted Cruz will, here, mark my words, Ted Cruz will go kiss his ass. Yes. Yeah. Did you find a Beto speech? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. How exciting. Okay. 
where 29 states have decided in one way or another to decriminalize marijuana or to make it legal, who is going to be the last black man to be behind bars for that crime in this state at a time when you listen to veterans and doctors in the VA, they say, I can prescribe opioids to which you will become addicted, to which you may die, or I can prescribe medical cannabis, but you are a criminal in the eyes of the law if you do that in this state right now. I want to make sure that we're standing up for <laughs> That's right. communities of color. But I mean, he knows, he knows. Yeah. It's so good. Like, yeah, who will be the last black, I mean. Medical professionals who want to make sure that we do the right thing. But it's gonna take all of us. And that's the last thing that I'll say from the personal, ta you know, from how I feel. Um, being able to see my, my kids tomorrow, being here with you right now, being inspired, being hopeful, being encouraged. It's gonna take those personal stories for each one of us and coming together as people, again, not around a single person or a candidate or even a campaign or certainly not a party, but people standing up for people. If we for do people. this, not only can we meet the urgency of this moment for all the things that we talked about and many more that you will bring up, not only can we continue to do this in the right way, visiting all 254 counties of Texas, doing this without PAC money, without special interests, without corporations. But we know, we know that if every single one of us makes the commitment to vote, to bring others in, to knock on doors, to make phone calls, to text with our campaign, that we will win this election. We will do something great for Texas. We will do something great for this country. Are you with me? Yes, we are with we are. you. It's for people standing up for people. That's right. And it's the perfect way, the perfect closeout of our midterm yeah. special election well, day that special. Out perfectly. Because it's 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 it is. It's about people. It's about diversity. It's about that's what it's freaking about. It we gotta we gotta we gotta change Washington, we gotta change Capitol Hill, we gotta go out and vote, and that's what's up. So those are the best and the worst of the midterms in a nutshell. There are thousands, thousand things being voted on tomorrow, and we all need to go out there and throw our fucking two cents <laughs> in. At the very least, here's what we want, okay? We want to take back control of the House. This is at the very least. We want to, We need control of the House. We can hold on to the Senate seats we already have now. It's like 52-49. Maybe we can get another one. Get Make it 52-50. Hey, why not? It's only going to help. Um, we want to flip at least half of the fucking 26 mm -hmm. Republican governors mm -hmm. in this country that uh. 26 to 10 that's absurd 26 to 9 and last but not least let's get some fucking diversity yeah. on the political <laughs> landscape for 2019 that's right that is right let's get some flavor in the kitchen please yes Go. that's right we all need to get to the polls to the voting station today and make sure we vote democrat not independent not green party not justine not ted mertz not libertarian <laughs> Not Fergatarian, not, not Chupadubu, not Kiki Kuku, not no. Robert Wagner. We need to vote Democrat this time around. That is what you have to do. A Democratic vote is a vote for diversity. The present Congress might be the most diverse in history, but it's still 80% white men. And that's a fucking fact, a sad, sad fact, and a fact that needs to change if we want this country to evolve with its citizens. It's these motherfuckers that are controlling the laws, taxes, education, infrastructure, and all of our basic human rights. It's time for the people controlling our rights to look like us. Go and fucking vote. Don't belong in 
special midterm election day episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. November is gratitude month and we are genuinely grateful oh. for all 14 of you. Please check out our Patreon podcast at www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. There are two free episodes up for you to listen to and see if it's your cup of tea. Also, also, we are doing a live podcast. That's right. Live podcast in Seattle on December 12th. That's 12-12. Go to purplepass.com slash DGP to get your tickets for that. And we are doing a live podcast in New Orleans on January 19th, Brandy's birthday, Go to purplepass.com slash DGP New Orleans for those tickets. And we are still working on Austin for February 16th, but no uh, one will call me back. I know we're, we're working on it. Uh, we got a really cool message from our Patreon daughters, Leah Landon and Greer Yarborough, which is the perfect so there's that to end our midterm election day special. Because it proves that not every white man over <laughs> 80 in this country is a Trumpian piece of shit. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> hey, girls. Leah here, one of the three Yarborough sisters, writing on behalf of all of, all of all of us. The reason we are reaching out is to tell you a little bit about our dad. His name is Ted Yarborough, and he will be 82 years old on November 3rd. Our mom is a lot younger than him. We are his second family, long story. He grew up on a farm in Darlington, South Carolina, has four daughters, and is a lifelong Democrat. He voted for Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012. Hillary Clinton in 2016 and just a few days ago cast his vote for Stacey Abrams in the Georgia midterm elections. Our dad is a pretty quiet man. He used to own his own small business but retired a few years ago and since then he has lived a pretty simple life. Goes to McDonald's for breakfast, reads the newspaper, mows the yard, walks my mom's dog, and religiously watches every NASCAR race and can tell you every fact about every single driver. Our dad has always been a kind of enigma to us. After all, he is from a totally different era. He was born in 1936 to a stay-at-home mom and a factory worker tobacco farmer. Over the years, we've often asked him about his life growing up and have even asked him why he's always voted for Democrats. His answers are long-winded and inevitably lead to some story that has nothing to do with the initial question. As they do. <laughs> but almost every time he circles back to the values his parents always taught him. They taught him and his siblings that he wasn't any different than anyone else, and he certainly wasn't better than someone because of the color of his skin, religion, gender, etc. He's told us stories of growing up in rural South Carolina and seeing crosses burning during KKK rallies. That's insane. That is insane. And driving the bus. Yes, they let students drive the school buses in the 40s, apparently, but not being allowed to pick up the black kids because they had to walk to their segregated school several miles away. He has even told us about his teenage friends pulling up to his house on a weekend night and telling him to get in the car to go beat up some black kids. He, of course, never participated. As we have gotten older, these stories have really stuck with us. It's made us all realize that despite the environment you grow up in, you still have the innate power and conviction to realize what is right, to realize that we all deserve to be treated with respect and have equal rights and opportunities. That's why he's always voted for Democrats. Even though he is from a farm in the Deep South, our dad has always recognized that we are all the same and there should be no place in this country for racism or hatred of any kind. We always joke that for being in, the, in his 80s, our dad's pretty hashtag woke. He supports women and has especially always supported us. Never once has he ever questioned our choices in life or anyone else's for that matter. He seems to completely understand that he doesn't have to actually understand someone. 
and someone else's life in order to accept it. It really goes to show you that no matter what age you are, you can still be completely accepting and even supportive of the changing world around you. You know how um, people sometimes make excuses for like an old racist grandmother because they grew up in a different time? Well, because of Ted Yarborough, we can call bullshit on that. So there's that. <laughs> Thank you, Yarborough sisters. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And election-y, girl. Fuck Democrat. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the race is really to blame so I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> <laughs>